Fine Dining, the search for the most mediocre restaurant in America, is a podcast where comedian Michael Ornelas is traveling the country, eating at all chain restaurants in search of the perfectly average 5.0 out of 10 dining experience. The objective middle threshold of where bad becomes good. Friend of the Doughboys, Marissa Pinson and John Glover were the most recent guests as they reviewed Costco's Food Court. It's a two-part episode that covers everything from discontinued menu items to how many Costco hot dogs they could fit in their mouths. Damn, I wish I was on that episode. I'd crush that. Head over to linktree.com slash fine dining podcast, uh, F-I-N-E-D-I-N-I-N-G-P-O-D-C-A-S-T, and click B's giveaway to enter a giveaway for an all-expenses-paid trip to your local Applebee's, the current frontrunner for the most mediocre restaurant in America at 5.02 out of 10, for you and up to three of your friends. And you can watch or listen to Fine Dining on your platform of choice while you're there. Enter by May 1st, and the winner will be announced on the May 8th episode. Disclaimer, $50 will be provided for transportation along with a $200 Applebee gift card. I love doing those fast read disclaimer things. Go give fine dining a listen. The search for the most mediocre restaurant in America. This is a HeadGum Podcast. Ooh, ah, that magic spoon. It is the new year. It's 2022. We're trying to be our best selves. And, you know, we're also loving snacking. We're loving uh, fourth meal. We're loving a little junky breakfast. Cereal is being one of the best parts of that, you know, growing up. Cereal is not something you can have as an adult because now we know that they're just like sugar bombs. But with Magic Spoon, zero grams of sugar, 13 to 14 grams of protein, and only four net grams of carbs in each serving, 140 calories a serving, keto-friendly, gluten-free, grain-free, soy-free, and low-carb. Build your own box. Available flavors to build your very own custom bundle are cocoa, fruity, frosted, peanut butter, blueberry, cinnamon, cookies and cream, and maple waffle. Uh... Maple waffle is my favorite for my uh, fourth meal. I don't really eat breakfast uh, anymore, just a little juice and coffee in the morning. But I'll tell you what, a post-dinner magic spoon dessert, that hits for me. That hits for Uncle Gabris. It's, uh, it, you know, it, it feels naughty enough, especially that maple waffle one, which is my personal fav- favorite, but find your own. Because, you know, mixing and matching works great, too. So go to magicspoon.com slash ham to grab a custom bundle of cereal and start your new year right off, off right. And be sure to use our promo code HAM at checkout to save $5 off that order. And Magic Spoon is so confident in their product, backed with a 100% happiness guarantee. So if you don't like it for any reason, they'll refund your money, no questions asked. Remember, get the next delicious bowl of guilt-free cereal at magicspoon.com slash ham and use the code HAM to save $5 off. Thank you, Magic Spoon, for sponsoring this episode. What's up, shitheads? Welcome back to another episode of High and Mighty. It's me, your boy, the number one book boy, standing six foot two, 286 pounds, from the south shore of Nassau County, Long Island, it's Johnny G. All you gotta do is trust me, Jackson Maine. Also joining me in the High and Mighty Studios, my nearly silent co-host, Arthur Gabris. Arthur, give him a shout out. Just kidding. Arthur is asleep with my wife, who is positive for COVID, and I'm screaming 12 feet away from her. Good morning! 
It's High and Mighty with Johnny G. Also joining me in the High and Mighty Studios, first time guests. I've known them forever. They're new to you, but they got the podcast pot of time. It's Jackie Jennings and Nicole Dressbo. Hello, ladies. Uh, hi. <laughs> hi. God, that sucks. COVID. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, my wife got t- popped po- positive for COVID yesterday, and I popped positive this morning. By the time this oh. airs, I'm already on the other side of it, listeners. So save yeah. save your charitable donations. Save the lasagna drop-offs. Your boy <laughs> does not need it. He's going to power through <laughs> with edibles and Instacart. That's my plan to make it through COVID. Yeah. I think that's what the Pfizer pill is. I think it's just edibles. <laughs> yeah, that's what they gave it's me. A, a they 25 just milligram. Yeah, I inject. I, they injected me with a Camino gummy. I hope it. Uh, I hope it works out. It's blocking a lot of the veins and arteries in my arm, but otherwise, I'm feeling groovy. <laughs> oh, well, what's up, strangers? I haven't seen you guys in, separately forever, uh, and uh, this is kind of exciting. This is thrilling for me. My 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 old friends back together to talk about something that's both old and new at the same time. Oh wow, that really works. Yeah. The wheel, the wheel wills as the wheel will. Is what yeah. is that an expression? The, the wheel weaves as the wheel will. The weave, I think. The wheel weaves. <laughs> After I said it, I was like, I, I was pretty confident there. And what I've you listened- said sounded right. <laughs> I've watched eight episodes and listened to seven books. Uh, you know, like three hundred hours of content. I should know that phrase by now. <laughs> yeah, you're doing the audiobooks. Whoa. Yeah, I read the first four back in okay. my like twenties. Uh, mm-hmm. Uh, and I found them to get a little boring, a little repetitive. And then in the mm-hmm. quarantine, I was revisiting a lot of fantasy books on audio because when you were like, now the book, I, it turns out the book I read about uh, Drizzt the Drow Elf when I was 13 is a pretty easy read when you're 39. <laughs> like, I'm like, <laughs> I just read, started reading those books and was like, I I don't what is going on? Like, they're for kids. Yeah. It yeah, turns out for and, kids. <laughs> that was my entry level into fantasy was the Icewind Dale trilogy and the Dark Elf trilogy and all those R.A. Salvatore Drizzt books. And yeah. I revisited them one by one and I just flew through them and I was like, all right, fuck it. I'm gonna start listening to the Wheel of Time again. And each book is like 39 hours. It's like a full week's work to yes. listen to. <laughs> yes. Yeah. That's, that also makes sense because my husband has been listening to them. And I'm like, how are you still in the first book, stupid? But I guess I didn't realize how long it was. I listen yeah. I listen at 1.1 speed, and it'll be like, ah, you started the final chapter, nine hours remaining. <laughs> and you're like, wait, how? how? How can that be? It's also Nicole. Like, it's not, he's not done. Like, he doesn't pick the audiobook speed. Like, he can't, yeah. like, skip. <laughs> he has nothing. He can't, he can't like, go faster. I mean, yeah, I guess I'm a very could. fast listener. I yeah. know some people who crank that shit up if the reader is slow, and that just seems, people who, like, listen to podcasts at, like, 1.25 speed. No, I think that's an you. illness. I think that's like a sign of my husband used to do that. He's in the, he's also in the other room. Uh, he used to do that for like news podcasts while he ran. He would listen to like really dense podcasts on one and a half speed. And I was like, there has to be a medicine for that what you're doing. That can't be good right for now. you. That can't like, be good for your brain to get brutal no. American bad news at 1.5 times Fast. speed. <laughs> I think Ill. people people who listen to podcasts on like, fast speed and i'm sorry if this is anyone listening right now 
are also <laughs> people who drink Soylent. And it's like, baby, the point is to enjoy life. It's yeah. not just yes. to get it in your body. Yes. Yeah. There is a direct link between like body hacking and yes. listening to podcasts at one and a half speed. Yes. That, yes. It's something yes. like, it's because everyone wants to be the matrix and be like, I learned about the only problem is if you're listening to high and mighty at speed, like you're just getting dumber faster. Like it doesn't feel <laughs> worth it. I, I can maybe understand it on like a fact based podcast where you're like, I'm going to learn as much as I can about the CIA's involvement in the win- winds of change song as possible. Mm-hmm. And I listen to this podcast and it's like, I'm learning at the speed Neo learns. But then it's like, I'm going to put on uh doughboys at double speed or whatever <laughs> just like <laughs> yeah. it doesn't it makes a little less sense if it's like yeah. a funny podcast too <laughs> allegedly yeah. funny or attempting to be funny I, i'm not going to go out on the limb and call this podcast funny no it's, it, yeah <laughs> are you by the way i know we're allowed to go on tangents are you referencing that podcast that was the patrick radden keefe podcast the uh, winds of change yes one? specifically that's a great yeah. podcast right yeah yeah that was good i love I read it. Yeah. Oh, you read? No, no, no. I read the um, the uh, what's the Irish book he wrote? <laughs> the Irish one. <laughs> You're gonna know better than me. <laughs> I want to say it's like no silence of it's like silences in it somewhere, and it's and not I, a sentence I, that quite makes sense. I keep wanting to say no doubt. <laughs> I know that's it not, can't be. <laughs> it's spider not webs. No I think he sings mm-hmm. spider webs with. <laughs> mm. It's Tragic Kingdom. That's it. Um. <laughs> Anyway, it was a great podcast. Great yeah. podcast. Love the uh, love anything with CIA history in it. Uh, mm-hmm. While we're talking about a couple year old podcasts, it doesn't end. It uh, doesn't land the ending like Mm-mm. as uh, because it's being honest at least. Like yeah, yeah. <laughs> it could fake a strong ending, but I prefer that it's just kind of like yeah, we don't know. Yeah. Uh, well, let's talk a little bit about you guys, your history with Wheel of Time, because now you host a podcast called Pod of Time. And I was like, whoa, that's crazy. And then I find out it's just about the TV show, which is now only eight weeks old as we are recording this. Yeah. <laughs> so what yeah. made you guys turn around and correct? Now, are you going to keep doing episodes? Absolutely. <laughs> okay. Okay. Yeah, so we are going to milk this eight episode series that nobody is really watching <laughs> yeah. for as many <laughs> podcast episodes as we can. Yes. Oh, we fine. have already, we've already exceeded because we did somehow manage to crank out like pre series podcasts. <laughs> mm-hmm. You have more than eight episodes already. We watched the trailers and we were like, that's a whole episode. That's a whole episode of a podcast. Content, 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 mm-hmm, content. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we're absolutely going to keep going. Um, we're going to make other people watch and have them on as guests. Uh, we're, yeah, we were talking about, so the, I, I don't want anyone to like steal this idea, so don't. <laughs> but but the showrunner, Rafe Lee Judkins, was on Survivor, which I think is fucking insane. That he was a contestant on Survivor and now is show running a show on Amazon Prime. But he was. And we were talking about watching his season of Survivor and just doing episodes about that, uh, which I think we have to do. And that's Nicole. a 14-episode series. So we're really cranking it out. We're there. We're to season two. <laughs> Already? That should hold us over until season two of Wheel of Time. Do we know how Easy. far – were they – did they bet on this and start filming season two as soon as they wrap season one? Smart. Yeah. They, yeah. It, uh, I want to hear more about uh, Pod of Time, but that's my main concern with the show is that it feels like they think they're making something like it. The, the attitude the show has is just a little too cocky for how it's coming out. 
Is it more cocky than starting a podcast about this show? Because you've banked <laughs> that it's going to go for eight seasons like Game of Thrones. I mean, whatever crime they're guilty of, we're also guilty of. Yeah, yeah. We're very hey, guilty. Hubris rhymes with Gabris for a reason. I'm I'm on board. <laughs> uh, I don't think it actually rhymes, but uh, they sound similar. Uh, and I, I'm with you guys. It's like, well, fuck it. I'm going to grab on to the, uh, the Dragon Reborn's coattails and ride, yeah. ride these through Camelin or wherever. Yeah. It's also just a good excuse to talk. <laughs> well, <laughs> I, like... you're preaching to the choir. This pandemic, this having high and mighty over the pandemic, letting me talk to someone that isn't my wife for an hour a week has been hugely helpful. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> hugely. <laughs> yeah. And what? So, Jackie, do you have a history with Wheel of Time? I know you're a bit uh, uh, in the fantasy. I, I mean, I know you're both in the nerd world, as I met both of you guys doing UCB mm-hmm, improv, mm-hmm. which kind of comes as a prerequisite. But do you have a history with Wheel of Time predating the series? Are you? Yeah, I read all the books. I I read them about like ten or twelve years ago. I started the uh, Eye of the World, the first book on my Kindle. Thought I hated it, thought it was garbage, put it down for like a year. And then I bought the physical copy and was like, I think I really like this uh, and read it. And I've been super excited for the series since they announced they were making it. Um, And yeah. And then I feel like Nicole and I, did I rope you into the podcast or did we decide (laughs) to do it together? How did that happen? I can't remember. So when you were hosting podcasts about Game of Thrones, I yes. watched all of Game of Thrones in two and a half weeks, right before right. the finale. Which is um, also, and that is not a good thing to do. Much no, like listening to podcasts, <laughs> at yeah, one and a half, half speed. Yeah. Yes, uh, and I did do like actual damage to my brain and my body during that time. Um, <laughs> and then after that, we kept wanting to do something else. And we we're going to do like a book club about the Pern books, but we, that right. kept not happening. And then when this came out, I don't remember who pitched it to who, but the premise was Jackie's read all the books. I haven't. Game of Thrones was such a big thing between people who read the books and people who didn't that we were like, oh, this has legs. And now I feel like I've really screwed myself. Yeah, because now I can't read them. Yeah, because now I can't read them. Oh, you. I wonder if you could allow yourself to read uh, the first book after the first season and the second book after this, because it's already, it won't line up whatsoever. Uh and that might allow you a, a few more, uh, you know, there's each book is another potential several episodes could link you together. One, one uh, eye of the world could get you all the way through till season two drops. Uh, We're going to get 100 episodes out of this podcast. Absolutely. High water. <laughs> yes. Well, did you like Game of Thrones? And is that what kicked you off to be like, we should do a Wheel of Time? Pod-? Like, were you were you at all excited for this show? I guess is my oh, is my yeah. Great question. Um, I did like Game of Thrones, but I had a question issues. I've never asked you. Yes, right? <laughs> okay. So I was so I am like a fantasy person, but I am afraid of series because I'm afraid of getting trapped in something, which is what I ended up doing to myself here. Now it's going to be eight years before I get to the end of it. So I'll try to find like one-off fantasy books. So that's why I hadn't read Wheel of Time. Um, that, now this I is did, a big, uh, just to jump in here, this is a big thing in the fantasy community is like, hey, recommend me some fantasy books, but I can't be caught up in some 16 book series. Give me, the, oh, it's three? Okay, I could do three. Okay, it's one? It's standalone? Hell yeah, please. Exactly. Because exactly. I, I, I'm a fantasy head as well. And then it's just like when someone says, you should read The Wheel of Time, it's like, here, you should raise this Labrador. It's like, this, <laughs> yeah. this is the next 10 years of your life. Deal with it. <laughs> right, exactly. Um, and I liked Game of Thrones, but I had issues with 
this is going to sound so obvious how violent it was. But again, I think that's if you're mainlining it over two and a half weeks, you're inflicting right. yourself to a lot of imaginary <laughs> yeah, drama. That's like fucking Clockwork Orange. It's like Ludovico treatment. You're like holding your eyes open, watching brothers fuck sisters and people get run <laughs> exactly, through with swords. Exactly. <laughs> that was and your then, favorite part, though, was the incest, right? Yeah, no, that was the only part I liked. And I yeah. thought not enough. And that was my the biggest issue was the last season. Up. The incest yeah. was tight. That was yeah. cool. <laughs> So so Wheel of Time is dropping and you're like, oh, this will be a fun excuse for us to bullshit. And now upon watching it, are you at all intrigued about the books, Nicole? Yes, very much so. I think from the first episode of the pilot, I was like, oh, I don't know if this is a good series, but I can tell these are good stories. And then I've gone up and down with it because I think some episodes are much better than others. And, they're, and I do love the cast. I think the cast is so good. Um, but definitely at this point, especially after the finale aired, I'm just like, God, I wish I could read these fucking books. <laughs> That's where I'm at right now. I'm like, oh, this is this, this is stupid. This was a dumb idea. Well, you'll eventually figure it out. You'll eventually be like, look, all right, two seasons have aired. We could li- read the first book or something like that. You will need, you'll need the content. You'll need the episode ideas. You'll need exactly. to spin now. So let's, let's dive. Let's talk about the show because. Uh, this is a show I was geared up for because I, I liked the uh, I enjoy the book series. But more specifically, I love fantasy television like it's just mm-hmm. like oh, and fantasy movies. They're just less frequent. Like I, I'm seeking out swords and magic. Like if it if a show has it, I give it way too much of a chance. Don't yes. really love The Witcher. Rewatched season one. I've watched season one twice and I watched season two. Like it, it's I just need you know, swords and fucking spells and sorceresses and shit. I wanted The Witcher to be good. It was was just close enough. Every once in a while it would be funny or the violence would be cool and I'd be like, this is almost good. But then it has like 40 minutes of like 1970s Doctor Who level, like riding a horse around in conversation where it's like, where did you guys shoot this shit? And like a fucking rant, like, it gets bo- it got so, boring. Yeah. It gets boring. I I watched that right after uh my son was born and I wasn't sure I was like is does this show am I really tired or does this show like <laughs> really not make sense? And I think there are whole parts of it where you're like this this can't make sense to someone who isn't like I rewatched season one because I was like, fuck, I watched this out of order. This is so confusing. Yes. Then I watch it again. I'm like, no, it's randomly out of order. In yes. like one scene, like in one scene, it's just a flashback and it's so confusing. They never speak to it. You're yes. just supposed to assume that a character who's and I was so fucking confused. Then I I, I rewatch it. I'm like, okay, it's not that confusing. Then I watch season two and I'm like, I really don't care about the politics of the land in The Witcher. Like, mm-hmm. shr- I think you could shrink that story down a little. But yes. this is like one of those stories where you care about, you want to know everything that's going on in, across the entire world. But uh, the show shrinks it down to, especially in the eye of the world, in the first <sighs> book, shrinks it down to just our Tar- Talviran, Talviran, whatever they call him. Uh, I'm going to be fluctuating oh, yeah. b- between pronunciations because I now have not said a lot of these words out loud until now. <laughs> like, yeah. No one, no one's around to talk to me about Wheel of Time. <laughs> so <laughs> I got to start a fucking podcast about it. That's the only way. It turns it's out. the way. Um, <laughs> That's exactly what I feel like every week. I was a broken record. We talked about this last night. We we're just like, why are you, why would you make these and make it smaller? Like the whole point of these books is that they're so big and they just went 
they just shrunk everything down to like five people and don't show you anything else. Uh, and they kind of closed the wagons a little bit on the storylines too. Yeah. Where it's like they like they sped up some relationships and like had them hit in this first uh, couple of episodes. Uh, and so all of a sudden we're like, this is a tightly knit group too. Like, and we know as uh, if you've read the books that there are countless more characters to be introduced and they get separate. The thing that yeah. drives you crazy about the book is that every book it's like, and they're separated and mm-hmm. they're all making huge logical leaps about what the other group is doing yes. and no one is right. And it's like the most frustrating part of content, uh, of entertainment, like TV, movies, anything is where it's like, if these two characters just talk to each other, the dramatic resolution would occur. And so it's a frustrating set up to just be like until these characters finally interact and go I actually didn't want to kill you. Oh, I did, oh. I do think you're the dragon reborn. Oh, okay. Well, I'm glad I'm glad the viewers had uh, or readers had 1100 pages of wondering if you guys would get together or not. Yes. Yes. But that's like I feel like when you and this Nicole is maybe the opposite. Like that's why I like super long high fantasy series is because I want that. I want to like totally mentally be somewhere else and get wrapped up in like the world building and the drama and the politics and whatever. And the show just like removed all of that. (laughs) It just like subtracted all of that from the DNA and was like, what if it was all about romantic relationships? And then like on the side, we've got a little politics happening. Um, That was my review after the first, I guess they dropped the first two or three episodes at Mm -hmm. one shot. My review after I watched all them was, and maybe this is just me, you know, being bitter towards attractive young people, but it hit me with a little Riverdale about how like cute, uh, how beautiful everyone was and how sort of emotional it all was. I was like, this feels weird <laughs> like i don't i don't care this struggling about these characters and they're already like lay off perrin kills his fucking girlfriend by accident crazy not in the books Dressful. not in the books and that no, no no we've done so much of like was this in the books was this not in the books and watching the pilot i was or just the first episode i don't know if there's such a thing as pilots anymore watching the first episode i was like i don't like that like i hate this character i hate that this happened and my not to talk about my husband, but my husband um, was. Us. Yes, I know. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know why I'm always embarrassed to bring him up. It's in my head. I mean, I've like met bragging. him. I get it. Uh, I, I... <laughs> right. <laughs> um, but he'll be like, I can't speak to you. You have to speak to Jackie. He's like very respectful of Jackie's role as like my uh, spoiler keeper. Oh, he doesn't want to like unveil too much. He's like, exactly. Jack- Jackie's in charge I'll of the information it. trip. Yes. Yeah. And I got then. It. And so we recorded and Jackie revealed like that is not in the first episode at all. This woman doesn't exist and she definitely doesn't get uh, axed to the side. And then I told him, I was like, Did you, I can't believe it. And he's like, no, no, I, I heard you when you found out. It's it's fine. <laughs> I can hear you recording. <laughs> yeah, there was, I think what is, what works about the podcast, if I may, um, is that there will be times where I'm like, this thing sucked. And Jackie would be like, yeah, that's not in the book. And it's like, oh, that is like an accurate measure then of whether or not these were good changes. Because a person who's not, bias towards the book is like this thing doesn't work Uh, yeah i'm with you a lot of the stuff i don't care about but when you you can kind of see the scaffolding in that it's just speeding up archetypes of these characters a little 
And I appreciate that because the main concern with the books is that like the first five books are weirdly similar. Like there's just like no new info and there's always just a random dark friend that eventually has to be taken out by the end. But it's all quote unquote intrigue up until then. Jumping off what Jackie said, I, this is what I, I like in a, no, in a fantasy novel where you're introduced to Loyal and you're introduced to the idea of an Augier and then over the course of the next six books, we get more glimpses into Augier culture and Augier lives. And then like you eventually, and then like you hear about the horsemen of blah, 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 this, and uh, you know, thief catchers. And you learn about all these unique things. And then later on in the movie or later on in the series, it's like thief catchers are actually blah. And like, they have, that's the kind of shit I love, which I guess is uh, we're talking about world building, but specifically the idea of like, and and these are battle hardy warriors, the warders. And then like every time we learn something new about the waters, it feels. And I mean, I'm an information whore, so like it does feel like. Give me more. Tell me more about waters, please. I want to know what. The, give me. Tell me more about land. Uh, what? Uh, here's a question for Jackie. Any characters let you down in their look or style at all? That, uh, uh, spoiler. I buried the lead by me coming up with that question off of talking about land. <laughs> well, okay, that's interesting because I something we talked a lot about is I like the way they changed Nynaeve because in the books I Nynaeve, she's so annoying. She's so fucking annoying. She's so annoying in the book. She sucks. And it, I think in the show they did a good job of like keeping the DNA of that character but making her not just the most grating person on earth. I after this season I'm like I think you guys made Egwene suck. Um, she's just kind of like boring, nothing. Uh, like, I don't really know what her deal is. She's just like, I, some, some would make that case for the same in the book. I'm on, I've just yeah, finished book yeah. seven and she's kind of, despite having uh new titles or whatever, she's not really interesting or adds a layer like to as much as the other women, one of which is not even in this. Uh, yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I think, um, I think that I, because I know where Egwene goes, I am not remembering. It's almost like I've spoiled myself or I'm like, I'm not remembering that she is pretty boring at first. <laughs> so I'm like waiting for her to be cool. And she's just like, I'm like, if you just took this character out of the episode, what changes? <laughs> like nothing. Yeah. You just, you're boring. Uh, yeah. Uh and same with Perrin. Uh, the, he he buffs. He re, he rebukes the wolf lifestyle so much in the books, where it starts to feel like wolf balls or whatever. Where you're like, just fucking <laughs> like this is starting to hurt. Just tear them a fucking part. Just you come on, Lord Golden Eyes, show your yellow eyes and kill some motherfuckers. Well, Nicole doesn't know yet. Nicole doesn't know yet. All she knows <laughs> yet. So my two guesses are that Perrin is either a werewolf. Or a phrase that I have come up with, which is that Perrin is wolf touched, and I don't know what that means. It sounds like that's not quite I don't, what it is. But no, I, yeah, we'll I think I think you're circling. I think yeah. you're circling. Yeah, right. uh, they tease it in this, but it's like that's the information that's going to get people to watch a second season yes. is yes. showing something. We, they they tease it a little bit too much, where it's like, oh, weird. That was a weird interaction. It's like let's see some fucking. Let's be pumped to come back. Like. I would like to have seen Matt have something redeeming happen to him this season. Yeah. That yeah. was a thing about the That's books. That's a character like, too, who I think I'm like, what did you do to this character? Like yeah. he is, he sucks in the show. 
but started but, strong. Yeah, those yeah, first yeah. like three or four episodes, he's the only thing mm. randomly like remotely capable of landing a punchline. Well, the yeah, the actor is is well cast, and in the books, Matt is always a bit of a curmudgeon or uh, a cranky dude who eventually makes the right choice and does something kind of cool but he's a smug dick about it so you're Mm -hmm. like he's sort of like a han solo type in the books a little bit but more of an asshole uh in this they just like lean on the asshole part and he's just like the fun stopper and like the issue everyone has to deal with and and the shadow whatever the shala gore dagger that shit sucked in the books too i'm like especially in the books they're like it's the dagger calling to him and then everyone's like what's wrong with him and like it's like the readers know it's the fucking dagger just do something about it yeah that is the other thing so the one fun um through line of our podcast is that i told Nicole who the Dragon Reborn was before the season even started because I couldn't imagine because like the book starts and you're like it's this it's this guy like he's the hero of the book it's Rand he's like important or whatever and the show then made this choice to not tell you who it is so I completely spoiled the whole thing for her but I think the show and, and it's like I think it worked to a point but the yeah, the dagger thing is another example of like, you know, when you're reading the books that it is the dagger, like right, right. you know, he picks up the dagger and they're like, and then the dagger made him evil, <laughs> like, <laughs> and you know, and everyone's like, what's wrong with Matt? And he's like, nothing, nothing. And I'm like, it's the dagger, please. Someone <laughs> yeah. just say that. And that's the, that's a sign of a bad, of bad writing in my book is if you, if you're sitting there going. Just say I have that dagger and then all of this dramatic uh, intrigue falls apart. That's a bad fucking – if just say I love you, uh, insert character that I love rather than being weird about it. Uh, And this this is not demonstrated in the show, which I'll give them credit for. But the books have some real – skewed heteronormative views of like (laughs) it's constantly like well who can understand women with their crazy choices and it's like there's so much clearly robert jordan got in a fight with his wife around like book four because there's like five thousand pages of like well who knows with women what they really want (laughs) it's like and it's kind of like harumphing like 50s boomer wife material and it's weird that it's in this book about like magical children more or less right like take my eyes to die please yeah exactly yeah it's literally like and matt he may like to have a drink with women but can never understand why they like to get dressed up and it's like what the (laughs) fuck (laughs) i and I I'm like I'm reengaging with a lot of entertainment from my youth via podcasts and uh you know seeking comfort and nostalgia mm-hmm. and the shit I grew up watching and like God bless me for having a remotely normal uh like interpersonal dynamic with the opposite sex for me because <laughs> the shit I all I watched growing up that involved men between uh, relationships between men and women were listening to reading fantasy novels where it was always like her girth warmed my loins and it's like I don't know what that means and, or it's like a psychosexual drama where it's like basic instinct it's like the closest you get to see to seeing boobs is like murder or like sexual assault and you're like okay oh, that was a fun I'm, I'm prepared I'm, I'm equipped to have normal heterosexual relationships throughout my rest of my life now because i watched all this shit before i was 12 yeah Uh, but i'm glad that's abolished i'm glad they do seem to be more mature in the books i'm in the show which they have to do or else it would read like you know richard scary or something like that yeah 
that's something we've talked about a bunch is like in adapting this, there are certain things that they just like attitudes and characters. And I think like naive is a part of that where clearly it's this old man being like, I don't know, what do girls think is cool? Like she sucks a little. Like that's what I think a feisty woman is. That She's like yeah. very fucking annoying. Uh, ah, yes. The, uh, all women are mothers, whores, or in the case of Nynaeve's, just a little cunty. It's like, uh, <laughs> Mr. Jordan, uh, you want to take another crack at this? You are writing a 19-year-old girl yeah, who's like, exactly. <laughs> who's like a- afloat in a world of intrigue and magic and possibilities. It's like maybe her character type doesn't have to be bitchy. <laughs> like, That's exactly what it is. That's exactly what it is. Tugging and it's like, on her braid and being a bitch the whole, like dozens of books in a row of like, Nynaeve tugs on her braid and her rump to herself it's yeah like, and he's always wrong it, baby and yeah. is constantly <laughs> wrong and is like i'm right and then five pages later it's like Nynaeve was dead wrong <laughs> <You're just> like, <laughs> right. they had to drop some of that stuff but it's like i think there are places where they push it too far and places where it's like i don't care like i don't actually care about their relationship at all show me something else like show me a cool battle please show me a battle <laughs> i i Goddess Jackie, you're stumbling onto something. F- fantasy novels can take 11 chapters to get to a cool battle. A TV show can't. You have to have like one, at least one. And if you're making hour longs, you got to have arguably two action sequences. And we don't really get like we get a couple of good ones. And the, the Trollocs are pretty scary. I thought they did a good job with the Trollocs. But anything that's trying to show scale, I mean, Game of Thrones, which seemed to have more money and better capabilities. Anything they tried to show at scale too always got a little, yeah, s- school productiony. Where you're like, ah, it doesn't feel as much when it's, it doesn't feel as rich when it's big. But like, like the final battle in episode eight where they attack the gap, like, uh, that was like cool that we finally had. But it does have a big Deus Ex Machina win. Like now, now we're not talking book spoilers. We could talk show spoilers. If you haven't watched uh, Wheel of Time, I don't know why you're listening to this episode of my <laughs> podcast. But <laughs> yeah, there's any time that they have to show scale, it either looks bare or looks like I can tell you copy pasted the same twelve Trollocs again and again yeah, and again. Yeah, exactly. It's like just the sprites like a video game of like yes. a, do- a dozen guys like this a dozen guys just click and drag them all around do you know why free trials renew without your consent it's a business scam out to get you obviously they bank on our laziness so don't let greedy corporations pocket your money download Truebill and to take control of your subscriptions Truebill is a new app that helps you identify and stop paying for subscriptions you don't need, want, or simply forgot about. Uh, Companies make subscriptions hard to cancel. Truebill makes it extremely simple. You just link your accounts and Truebill will cancel your unwanted subscriptions in one tap. Uh, This dude, Matthew, who is a testimonial, he saved $600 a year on his direct TV bill, saved $120 a year on his SiriusXM bill. I I like the sound of that. Come on, man. I they true bill saving people money and also not abuse like stopping the abuse from corporations who are trying to like uh, sneak money out of you with the old gym membership mentality. I am a fan, so don't fall for subscription scams. Start canceling today at truebill.com/mighty. Go right now truebill.com/mighty. It save you up to thousands a year.
Damn. Guys, it's the new year. It's 2022. Let's stop wasting time. Let's focus on what's important to us, whether it's saving money by ordering less takeout, learning to cook, or prioritizing your health, or not wanting to grocery shop anymore. HelloFresh is here to help you with the endless options to make cooking at home simple and enjoyable. Uh, they offer 50 menu and market items to choose from every week, including veggie, calorie smart, family friendly, gourmet options. They provide plenty of variety. Recipes like hibachi, sweet soy, bavette, steak and shrimp. Dang. They bring restaurant quality meals right to your kitchen and you get to make it. And their white cheddar Wonder Burgers make it easier ever than to skip the takeout. I, I want to take a second to talk about the white cheddar Wonder Burger. Big fan. I always, like, trust me, I know I'm always promoting the burger. I'm not even that much of a burger head, but Hello Fresh Burgers, they're easy to make because they're burgers, and they always send you the right ingredients to make a top-notch burger. So I'm a big fan of them in that direction. So go to HelloFresh.com slash High16 and use code High16 for up to 16 free meals and three free gifts. That's HelloFresh.com slash High16 and use code High16 for up to 16 free meals and three free gifts. It is... Uh, I, f I found like... It, it sped up so fast from the books that it's like they left uh, Two Rivers in the first episode. And by the last episode, they're like fully doing Aes Sedai magic. Uh, fucking Rand is fully realized. Uh, he's got some powers like uh, Moraine loses her powers or uh, La Lan gets disconnected. Like the Horn of Valir is stolen, which is it's gone. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Oh, that doesn't happen. No. We were no. so tired talking about the last episode because it was, it really was kind of a letdown in like heading towards the end of it that we didn't even get through all the things that were like, was this or was this not in the books? Interesting. <laughs> well, it's like, it's impossible because I was saying this last time where it's like, they're so far from the plot. They're so far from like the, the huge, huge story beats are more or less the same but there's so many things that are changed that i'm like i don't remember like does this happen at some point i guess this happens at some point but it's like not this and not here and not with these people like yeah the horn and, of valir is like introduced in like book three and it's used shortly after it's introduced <laughs> yeah yeah it's it's so it's uh, so different yeah is loyal dead uh, who knows? Uh, doubt, doubtful, right? He's too yeah. He's too integral of a character. I'm assuming. Like, I'm, I'm assuming it's one of those things where it's like Master Perrin. It's like loyal. You're alive at the beginning of episode two. I so, like to play with fire, so I went on Reddit, and apparently he was twitching at the end of the episode. So we think uh, he's alive. Ah, uh, okay. Can, and you know <laughs> that I guess Egwene can bring people back from the dead now, so she's just gonna go inside and be like, but, right, right. And it seemed like naive couldn't quite bring people back from the dead, but could already bring people back from the almost dead. So they're already playing fast and loose with. One of the only rules of magic in almost every fantasy book is like, you can't bring people back from the dead. That's you the shouldn't. only limitation we've given you. Right, yeah, and you yeah. really shouldn't. But now it's like, mm, but if it's in a nice moment, don't you want us to? Well, I was telling, we were talking about this when we recorded that um, there's like the official Amazon after show is just this dude who's run a Wheel of Time pod uh, YouTube channel for a long time. And Amazon was just like, oh, you should do the after show. And they had on Brandon Sanderson, the guy who finished 
the last who's one of my favorite fa- he writes uh the stormlight archives which yes. are like one of my favorite fantasy series yes yeah. i love them um but he was basically like what is this why did they do that like to all of those big just validating we were like yeah this doesn't make sense just as from telling a story perspective like you're bending the rules so much that it just makes no sense um it's really <laughs> worth watching him sit there and be like what did you think of that I didn't like that. I told him not to do that. He's just straight up at different things like, I didn't like that. I noted that in the script and they did it anyway. It's great. I do think if you're going to go off books, like you got to grip it and rip it earlier in the movie, like earlier in the series, which I'm proud of them for doing, where it's not like get us to string us along and then make a turn. Like I'm glad they're – because also I – I don't have an idea of where it's going. Like Rand, so the way this series, this season ends, Rand's off on his own. Perrin is uh, neutered, uh, pun intended. Uh, he 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 doesn't want to fight, and he lets them take the Horn of Valir. Um, Loyal is potentially dead. Uh, Egwene uh, brought Nynaeve back to life uh, using healing. Nynaeve brought. Egwene back using healing first took the pain and then had to be saved whatever uh all the fucking uh soldiers the top knot soldiers who uh the Falandar or whatever they're called wiped out dead by Trollocs and Fades uh Lan gets to Moraine but Moraine has lost her power uh the dark one took her power or whatever uh does that is that all of our main characters and Matt is just gone that's Honestly, that's what that was a, a problem of mine is that like we just ended on Matt going back to Shadar Logarth. Like I don't even understand where that puts his storyline direct what direction that sends. You know, why do you know the behind the scenes stuff? Oh, this is so good. No. Matt has been it. recast. So between episodes six and seven, when Matt disappears, they came back from COVID film from the first COVID break, and he did not come back. There's like original like art that shows him in the ways. So the Matt character was supposed to be there for whatever reason. It's very clear at the end of episode six when they're all like, Matt, Matt, where are you going? Why aren't you coming? That they're using stock footage, like B-roll of Matt just standing in a field. It was clearly a last minute rewrite. Yeah. So there will be a new Matt. So that like like showing him wandering through a village is like also just B-roll footage they hadn't used that they crammed in to be like, what's Matt up to? Just walking. That's so fucking crazy. Uh Yep. (laughs) It's insane. And we don't, and there's like, this is something we've talked about a bunch too, where there is no information. Like, and Nicole, you've pointed out, it's because I'm sure the Amazon NDAs are like, we will own your fucking family if you talk. But there's like, zero 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 information about why he was recast and acting wise it's like he's fine he's like fine to at times good he's not the character is just so limited in what he can he's like cranky about the dagger for half the he's cranky about what they have to do for the first half of the series and he's cranky about the dagger for the second half and then he it's a stick in the mud about being recast so he refuses to use the ways (laughs) yeah yes (laughs) yeah um yeah so that's insane if this show ends early, I will do an investigative podcast about 
this recasting. That's my next plan. <laughs> That's yes. a very special episode of Pot of Time is you guys hunting down what happened to the actor. Yeah. It becomes that fucking, uh, what was it like, Finding Richard Simmons, where yes. it's just like actually just super invasive. It's like, please leave this man alone. We're like, where's this actor? And he's like, I just didn't want to do it anymore. Yeah, he's like, I didn't want to go back to New Zealand with everybody for blah, yeah. blah, blah. It just oh, sucked. I- I touched on it briefly, but I had a different image of Lan in my head. I had oh, Lan yes. yeah. I had Lan being a sort of uh, one thing I did like about the series is that uh hey, we're all from the two rivers, but that doesn't mean half of us aren't uh brown or black or like I mm-hmm. I, I enjoyed that thoroughly of kind of just breaking cuz of course in all these like European fantasies written in the 70s it's never mentioned what there's it's only white people if if mentioned at all. And uh I like uh, all all that all the casting of those people but uh and I like Lan being Asian, but I I pictured Lan as sort of like kingly, like big, like knowing that he was supposed to be a king but became a warder. I pictured him of like, you know, a little bit like huge broad-shouldered uh we don't get to see the color changing cloaks, which is one of my favorite things from the the yeah. color swirling cloaks. Uh and I love the warders. They're the most appealing part of the lore of, and I don't think they explained warders enough in the series. Like I, I thought like I would love to have heard a little bit, the the warder based episode where the guy processes the death. Like I was like, this is a very fun way to give you more lore from the show using a side character of like, now we understand the bond so that when Moraine uh, breaks hers with Lan, it hits, we understand it. But that's also something that doesn't happen in the book. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, I agree. Like, I think, and this is where I think that they've, it's like the impulse is right, but they just do it in a way where I'm like, but I didn't give a shit about that character. And you spent this whole episode on his funeral and how sad he is and how sad everyone else is. And it's like, I like all the stuff you're showing me, but I didn't care about him dying. Like, just give me an episode where everyone is like back in Tarvalon or whatever. Um, yeah. Like, or, I, yeah. Or get, because I, I did really love that episode when we watched it. And then at the end of the season, I was like, you had eight episodes and you spent one on a character not in this particular series who dies at the end of it. And then in the last episode, you want me to care about everyone in Faldara, who I met for four minutes a week ago. That's like, that's what that I thought messy. too. Like, I don't care about, like, as a matter of fact, when the woman was, the female Aes Sedai was like d- using too much power, I was like, fuck this bitch. Like, she's going to kill everybody. We don't even know her. And she just rolls in and is, and then also gets to like, you know, do the whole snap your fingers and all the Trollocs die kind of thing. Like, I wanted to see some more battle, not just crossbow bolts and shit. Like, I wanted to see some fun. The Faldaran soldiers are so badass. They're like samurai. Like, it would have been fun yeah. to, to see some of that stylized. They also, so this is such a, like, this is such a nerdy complaint. But in this, <laughs> what is it, the second episode when Logan's army attacks, like, seven or eight Aes Sedai with their 10 or 12 warders, or more than that, they're overrun and Aes Sedai gets killed. Like, they they can barely fucking handle it. And then you're supposed to tell me that there are five women who none of them are trained and they are able to defeat, like, 10,000. He said there's, like, 60 fades. It's stuff like that where I'm like, you guys fell so in love with these cool ideas, but it doesn't 
it's like, it doesn't make sense. It doesn't track like the logic of it. I'm yeah. tracky, to play devil's advocate, the I said I didn't hold hands, and these women held hands at the end. And I don't know if you saw that, but they were holding hands. Oh shit! <sighs> I did. I did not notice. That makes sense. <laughs> uh, so now it makes sense that they were so powerful because they, if were they had hands. just held hands. If they, but had, the I said I are too up their own asses with their power. Hold, they couldn't hold hands. Um. Yeah. I just. I yeah. I agree with like the the Warder's lore is cool. I just didn't care as like an episode of television. No, like, not 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 for one uh, one eighth of your establishing season. Uh, I did like the Warder grief ceremony where everyone's kind of doing like the McConaughey from uh, Wolf of Wall Street. <laughs> like that was fucking cool. I like I, I was here. I was there for that. Uh, Moraine, uh, being a lesbian with her, uh, or at least being partnered up with, uh, the Amaralyn seat. Like, that's cool. Like, that's a tweak that I'm, I'm into, uh, mm-hmm. way, way more, way more weird shit like that. Like uh, what, which I think if you're making a show and you're like, we have to introduce the Amaralyn seat, it's like, well, let's make her the partner of one of our main characters. Then like the idea of like, we're going to introduce this character. It's like, well, make them have a history with one of these other characters because they're keeping the walls, cl- you know, like fantasy will let us like follow a character for 11 chapters. And then mm-hmm. we see how they get integrated into our crew. So I thought they were doing uh cool shit, cool shit with this. But like, I feel like the white tower, I wanted to get a little Hogwartsy energy off of the White Tower for the girls. I wanted them to be excited uh, about potentially being Aes Sedai. Uh, th- there isn't that sort of doom surrounded around potentially becoming Aes Sedai where it's like they're grave, it's serious. So, and something you said, Jackie, the like the power rating, like this is nerdy shit, but it's like you have to heighten that bad guy demonstration well to Matt, like it can't be like shit. We were almost overrun by 200 Trollocs and three fades. Now we're fighting t- 40 fades and 10,000 Trollocs. And it's just like, just zoom the camera out further and do something bigger. Like that, that shit doesn't work for me. I want to watch, I want to see warders like, you know, put, putting it to their test or whatever. Yeah. And also like we're setting up like a fucking siege moment here. We're got to protect the gap with all of our male soldiers are going to be here. And it's like, we just see them shoot crossbows and then get overrun. Like give us, give us a little juice. Give us a little, let us root for that dude for a little bit. Like give us like, he might make it instead. He gets lanced in the chest. And then it's like off to the next stop gap of uh deus ex machina. I Sedai powers. We just snap and we resolve the battle. And yeah. then also bring the people who are dead back to life. It get, that's just crazy to pull in the final minutes of the last episode of the season. It's like, oh, and stakes are no longer a thing in this world. We can bring people back. We can kill instantly. We're all made in the shade here. And there's no. So this is that scene. It's really worth watching. I was saying, like, Nicole, they do spoil a lot, but uh Brandon Sanderson specifically was saying all this stuff. He's like, they wouldn't use crossbows. That's not what we use crossbows for. Crossbows are for like short range combat. They wouldn't have had crossbows. And it's like, that's exactly who you needed in your ear. Like that, that nerd who's just like a crossbow. Really? Oh, do we have something else? And you're just like, oh my God, but you're right. Like you're so annoying, but you're right. They wouldn't use that in that context. It's funny. What we're saying is what this show needs is a, 
an older male who is like we need a comic book shop guy to like, like the, no. the worst type of person the archetype of person we all know and mm-hmm. are arguably is a villain we actually need his power we uh actually the Faldarans would not use a crossbow and it's like thank you like <laughs> but yeah. that's what we keep saying on the podcast is like the reason Mandalorian is good is because you have Dave Filoni and yeah. the reason the 789 not so good is because you didn't let him look at the scripts much before (laughs) so it does make sense of like sometimes that guy uses his powers for good and you know what you'd rather that guy on set than in a comic book shop you'd rather be on your team than on the other yes exactly (laughs) yes you rather him on your team rather than doing the after show yeah all the notes you didn't take (laughs) yeah or uh, or have his own rotten tomatoes account or whatever Mm -hmm. (laughs) and there's plenty of them there's plenty of them (laughs) like well, what kind of shit are you guys looking forward to? Like Nicole specifically, what are you looking forward to or whether it's guesses as to what's going to happen in season two or stuff you want to happen in season two? Uh, let's throw let's throw around some stuff. What what, what we think might happen. It's interesting because we Jackie and I talked about this, but I feel like they've so made the world small that I can't really like the only things I want to see happen are like information. Like I would like mm. for you to tell me that Perrin is a werewolf just or wolf touched or whatever. Just get it out there. Um, I want to see new Matt. Uh, what's going on with what is that character supposed to be? I guess if you're getting what you want from it, um, yeah. I, I I think I want the world to get bigger, but it's like so hard to make guesses about things that I want to have happen to characters because they've given me there's so little dangling at this point. I have like no idea what Moraine Sedai is going to do, and that's <coughs> for the listeners. Moraine is uh, Rosamund Pike, who is maybe the only recognizable, at least for me, the Mm -hmm. only recognizable cast member. And she's fucking great. And she's doing the most in a way Mm -hmm. that I don't mind at all. I've always liked her. And if she's just gone girling with wizard powers, I'm here for her. Like, she's so good. She's so weird. She seems so intelligent, so capable, and so frail at the same time, which is a great, like, three-pronged attack for this character. And but I'm just so curious, like what their what direction she's gonna go in, and like yeah. Lan and Nynaeve are married. Wait, in the in the show, did they not get married at the end? Uh, <laughs> uh, in the middle there, I think that was just no. them being they like, just, "No, Gabor said so sweet." They just had sex. No, you can't do that without getting married, though, right? <laughs> <laughs> That's what I was told. <laughs> It's a fantasy novel. They can change the rules. They, oh, they, oh, yeah. No, they walked different. around the bed three times. So they're mm-hmm. married now. Oh, right. Once we were married, we, we didn't have to use condoms. That was the rule. That, uh, that was I, it. That, that was the rule that my family said. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's it. Condoms mm-hmm. until marriage. Then you can raw dog like a good That's boy. That's the difference. <laughs> like a good boy. <laughs> you deserve this, son. Yeah. Uh, no, Rosman Pike... This is, and then I'll stop with the Brandon Sanderson shit, but one thing he said about that episode six, I think, where there's one episode where he said the script was just written at the top. Um, This entire episode just follows Moraine. And I was like, oh, that's such a cool idea. Like the idea was it follows her. I think it's the one where you see her with Swan. Like we see her relationship. Mm -hmm. It's all her. There's no like ABC story. And it's like, yeah, that's a really cool idea, except every episode has been like that because she's the most interesting character and the best actor. And it's like all your marketing was about Moraine. And like it it, it was it is a cool idea to have one episode be that, but it just didn't 
hit in the way that I think they probably thought it would. Um, I feel like I, yeah. if you're doing eight episodes, though, too, it's so br- it's so bold to just be like, we're going to focus on one character in this episode. It's like, no, yeah. we only have eight hours to progress. You know, we, we only have less than eight hours, seven hours to progress the entire uh progress the entire story so yeah it, it feels it feels unnecessary i mean but they also kind of take matt out of the storytelling so that makes it a little easier sh- shrinks it down a little yeah i like the white cloaks being like obviously evil from the jump uh in the books they kind of get a little longer play of like they're in and it's really funny like in 2021 listening to books where it's like they're a religious organization mm-hmm. and uh but they do get a little overzealous with punishment and like you're like oh weird yeah. <laughs> weird this was an idea in the 70s when you wrote this book and uh, it be hitting harder in 2020 uh, as the evangelical yeah. right makes bigger uh takes bigger and bigger chunks of power yeah but i'm yeah. so happy that and the dude that they cast as like the head uh brother of the light is like so good he's like seems so cute and sweet and then is so scary when he is yeah they did a good job and that's like another example of like i think don't what i would want from season two is like yeah don't be afraid to just have stuff happen to have the the children come in and like that can be it just show us like let us live in that world they're on the road what happens and i think they've got to game of thrones it a little where it's like show us a storyline that right now has nothing to do with the main characters like don't be afraid to just cut away to camelin or cut away to any other kingdom and show us what's going on there and it doesn't have to and that's it like I think we see it's that at the, end, at the end of this episode with the uh, the wind talkers or the wind singers, whatever the boat people are called. I forget. Uh, yeah. Uh, but like, that's, I don't even want to say it because I'm yeah, like, yeah. that's a spoiler. But yeah, we'll, we'll yeah. say, I mean, I'm not right. So that's uh, the very helpful thing is that I can't remember what they're actually yeah. called. And But it's funny because like, that's not the jump to the next group of characters I thought would happen, right? Me neither. It's yeah. not where I would have gone and it does feel this is something we've talked about a bunch where i'm like i want to know who the edge alert is in the writer's room who's like no let's bring those like scary violent people in it's like you could have gone anywhere else that's more interesting and you're like let's bring in uh let's bring in those people who are uh very scary and violent and like i don't really know how you're gonna do this in 2021 without being very fucked up yeah <laughs> like, <laughs> like, and let's also have right. them kill a little girl let's just put a little girl on the beach and have them yeah. kill her right away yeah I wonder if that's that, good. Know, that's yeah. That made me really excited for season two. I can't wait to come back. Yeah, Gabriel, so you want me? You want to know what I'm looking forward to season two? I want to see that body. <laughs> yeah, I want to see that little girl's body. I want to see sa- the poker with a stick and be like, she's dead. The <laughs> save the cat moment of season two, where it's like, uh, do they kill a four year old child when they're introduced? Yes. So I think we should be a little afraid of them. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's so obvious. Oh, uh, do do you think? Like, who are we liking as character? Like, who do we think's pulling off a good job in the show? Like, uh, the meta of it, eliminate, like, the content of it. Who, who, who's a successful casting? Uh, I feel like Rand, the dude they got to play Rand, and and Rand is arguably, like, an uninteresting character in a way in the books. I do find that this dude is 
playing Rand for me well enough where it looks like he could be capable of being a hero, but he also looks like he could be like an annoying child. And it's like, I, it's good casting and good acting. Like I think he, mm-hmm. at the moments when he is like brave in his dream sequences and stuff, like they land on me, but the, also the moments where he's like a cranky little cheeky little bastard, they land on me as well. I think he's able to pull it both off. Parent, Parent doesn't pull off like the happy go lucky side of Parent, but which I think is gone in this uh representation of him anyway he's sort of just like i'm trying not to flip out he's just doing like dr bruce banner the entire time you wouldn't like me when i'm angry (laughs) i wouldn't like me either (laughs) yeah i think rand is has gotten good we just said this last episode was like oh okay i see it now i see how this guy can can he could be a whole show okay like i think he's really well cast um Something we talked about a bunch is how a lot of like what's missing is the comedy. And I don't know if that's because we're looking for it because obviously it's like what we're interested in, but it's just like not funny. And it seems like they removed so much of the fun and the funny from characters who should have it. Like it's not this somber in the book. It takes itself super seriously. That's for <sighs> shit sure. It It's very like... Land should come across as the unfun one that because he's super serious in the books, which I think is a funny angle because like him and Matt, like them goofing off or saying something that's childish, like to land always hits in a certain way. But there's no what's what's the opposite of gravitas uh, levity. There's no levity yes. and there's no levity in the show. And it could it's so ca- like Game of Thrones had Peter Dinklage, which was a fucking godsend. I mean, other yeah. people are written as funny in that show too, but Peter Dinklage brings the fucking heat. I can't believe they didn't put like a. Also, we we're introducing augears. We're introduce like there's tons of like goofy because I think. In the books, Loyal gets a lot of these funny moments where, and we kind of see it a little bit where he over explains everything mm-hmm. and he talks too slow. It's like, give us some sort of like character development where we just like see someone act. A, we just see Matt joke around with someone. Like when Tom Marilyn shows up, like you're, you're stoked, but he doesn't, he's not as, he's not fun at all. And he's like one of the more fun characters. I hate Tom. And part of it is because every single person who read the books texted me to be like, what do you think of Tom? Do you love Tom too? And I was like, no, I don't. And I know he's not really dead, but I wish he was dead. I wish he'd stay dead. Because also, I think from the very beginning, we were talking about lack of levity. And then they introduced this bartender character in the third episode when they introduced Tom, who's this funny sort of wry character who they reveal at the end is actually a dark friend. And then she gets knifed in the throat. And I was like, yeah. okay, you should not have shown me her because now I'm going to compare everyone to this really great actress that you cast. And it ended up being going nowhere. Uh, that's funny you say that because I did think she was one of the more electric performers yes. on, the, on the show. And then it's like, and she's dead. I'm like, whoa, no, 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 no. This woman is versatile and talented. Like, no, 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 don't kill her yet. I was there for that chick. She, she yes. fucking was great. <laughs> so sad. Uh, and just, yeah, and just the sad Tom Waits, Tom Merrill character that they cast is not doing it for me. I'm yeah. shocked we haven't seen him again because he is a bigger character in the books. Also, you guys are going to hear my son just got up from his nap. So, oh my god, I'm going to flip out uh, <laughs> if I have to hear this fucking Shut kid. Up. 
Uh, <laughs> we are, we don't hear the kid at all. We just hear you screaming at an off camera kid. <laughs> you guys are gonna have to hear me be kind of an asshole to my kid. Uh, you sure? We can mute you. Whatever. We can edit this part out. I need you to hear this from me. <laughs> I want you to know how hard this shit is. Okay. <laughs> He's so cute, but he, you will hear him. <laughs> um. Well, I like it's such a it's such a weird place to be in. Like, even having read the next seven books, I can't tell you where where, where this next season will pick up. Like, I don't, I don't, the tease that they do at the end with the boats. I'm like, I don't even, I couldn't even tell you. Where, uh, like, I I had read all, all of the Song of Ice and Fire before Game of Thrones came out, and I was like, oh, mm-hmm. they're definitely going to be going to blah 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 here. You know, like we're going to be leaving the the Cal Drogo behind and be moving on to the, and it's like in this show, I'm like, I don't know what the fuck they're going for next. I, I could not tell you. <laughs> yeah. I don't know if I care either. I'm kind of like not in love with the show in a way, but I will never miss an episode of it now. You know, I'm, I'm trying to get my fantasy fix. Uh, let me throw this out here as we're coming down the home stretch here. Uh, Apple TV series called C with Jason Momoa. Great world building. Is Great, it? Low-key, pretty solid fantasy. It takes place in the distant future, and uh, like most of the Earth, most of the Earth's population has been wiped out. Those that are still alive have no eyesight, and society has changed. Everyone is blind, but it's got good violence, weird world building. I highly recommend giving it a shot. I don't know why. I love Momoa too, and I again am desperate for swords and magic, and you know, stabbing people and bows and arrows and shit. So it's got all that. I I, I highly recommend. But for my fantasy heads, I, I would be uncomfortable recommending this to a lot of people. But if you're desperate for some fantasy, I think the world building of a world where everyone's blind and what that means, if that's true, then what else is true? I think that's where also we love world building from is from childhood, and then UCB telling mm-hmm. us that world building is a um, a skill set, not a mo- monetizing skill set, but a skill set you can use to make a brief Tuesday night free show better. <laughs> yeah. Huge, huge help. Uh, as I've, I've reached my 40th year, three years without any open theaters, I, I, I'm proud to have filled my brain and body with all this improv knowledge and experience. I know. I'm just brimming <laughs> over with like, Listen, that's what they're missing, though. That's what they're missing on this show. It's like throw some throw some people in there who were just like, ah, oh, I'm standing on the back line thinking about what's happening in a different scene. It's like that is what it is. It's like take us somewhere else so that it's satisfying at the end. Don't keep showing me the same thing over and over and over because I'm I'm 10 steps ahead of you. It is that like mentality that's kind of missing. Uh, wouldn't, it be aw- wouldn't it be awesome if uh, season two opens up and we see Matt and you're like the figure of him from behind is he's he's a little bigger and thicker than I remember. And then the camera whips around and it's me. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Master Cawthorn. Yes. I have like a new everyone's got a British accent. I have a New York accent. <laughs> yeah. Day one, you were like, I won't try. I'm not no. going to do that. Oh, I'm not going to try. <laughs> oh, yeah. Please don't. Please. Jesus Christ. That's what you you're right. You're right. I think that's what we need. <laughs> I'm telling you, he's going to be funny. You know, bring, bring in some <laughs> I just want to swing the quarterstaff around or whatever weapon he ends up with. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, well, guys, uh, peoples, uh, wheels of times, pods of times. Thank you so much for coming on High and Mighty and talking about uh, Pod of Time, Wheel of Time, the Amazon series, not to confuse with Wheel of Time, uh, the Amazon. Well, <laughs> 
I'm glad they did. They went with Wheel of Time for this because, like, Game of Thrones named their series off the first book, and yeah. uh, Wheel of Time better name than uh, Eye of the World, but Wheel of Time so similar to Game of Thrones. <laughs> yes. It's so similar. It's so similar. <laughs> you could do an entire other episode just comparing. Like we always, we just end up talking about Game of Thrones all the time because it's like, how are you not? How are you not supposed to? How are you not supposed to compare them? You're yeah. Gonna. And the the books, the Game of Thrones, but the Song of Ice and Fire books are a little poppier. They're written a little poppier. Like they, arguably. If I had to be like, if I had read both source materials, I'd be like, one of these has to be a TV show. I'd probably choose Game of Thrones because yes. it's a little bit more manageable and it's written in a sort of more modern way with perspectives and stuff. This one is like 11 books in a row of Rand being like, who's that voice I keep hearing? And you're like, okay, mm-hmm. man, it's been 10,000 pages. Figure out the fucking voice. Um, <laughs> yeah, it's hard not to compare to Game of Thrones. Also, Game of Thrones kind of coming out of the gate and being the first like modern fantasy adaptation that absolutely fucking drops the hammer. It's like, no one can hang now. Like, what's Amazon's doing Lord of the Rings next too, right? Like, Yeah, like, that's- like a weird Lord of the Rings though, right? Like a prequel series, is that true? Something mm-hmm. like not the fellowship, but they're yes. like making th- they no. bought the rights to the world, whatever. That like means. Sauron, you're gonna see yeah. him as <laughs> like a hot, the- a hot young man. <laughs> it's gonna be Riverdale. It's gonna be young Sauron, the young He's Sauron hot. Chronicles. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> big big orange eye. Ooh, yeah. introduce me to those Nazgul, baby. <laughs> Yeah, they're spending a lot of money on it. Yeah, I I love that. That's where it's like I don't know if it'll be good or not, but because it's going to be a fucking spectacle, I'm going to tune in. Like at least yes. if they're going to take a huge financial swing at a property I love, I'll give it a go. Even though they fucking dropped the hammer on that f- original trilogy is so fucking good. It's like, so it's, good. It's we so were just upsetting. Rewatching it, yeah. It's like. It's so good. It's it holds up. It, it holds just does. up. You can watch it now. Like the uh, nothing in the CGI and the storylines in the in the content and the tone, nothing catches you. Even like twenty years later, it's just such a fucking great story. Simple made. It fucking rules. And now, like the Hobbit already kind of tarn like the Hobbit mm-hmm. series already kind of tarnished that. Like we keep doing that where it's like. Let's just keep throwing out Ghostbusters until we hate the original Ghostbusters. Let's keep throwing out whether or not the properties are good or not. Like they are all making you tired of even the originals. Like that's how I feel. I I guess when I'm I need more fucking Xenas and uh, and Hercules: The Legend Continues. That's what I want being developed. I just want to watch hour long uh, barbarian fantasy shit like that. Just make cheapen it. Get guys, you know, give me like the fucking procedural version. I'm here for it. And give me 22 episodes because, like, I'll take some lulls, but, like, trying to cram a story into eight or whatever, I would rather watch 22 episodes. A couple of them are bad. Some of them are good. Some are great. I miss A couple it. of bottle episodes, a couple of weird, mm-hmm. like, uh, flashback episodes, a couple of Monster of the Week episodes, and then, like, 12 storyline episodes. Perfect. Yes. Perfect, Dressable. Good pitch. More. <laughs> Our pitch to Amazon is more 22 <laughs> hour long episodes for season two, please. <laughs> oh <my laughs> and Your some pod- of them can be bad. <laughs> it's fine. Like, Make Thank you for bad. that permission. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, you must have talked to them before. Uh, Season one. Uh, don't worry, you guys can make a few bad ones if you'd like. They're, thank yeah, you. We'd Nicole. prefer a few stinkers in that first season. <laughs> yeah, Seth, keep the bar low. Let's not uh, let's not get let's not oversell ourselves here. 
Uh, so where where can people find you? Uh, I'm sure whatever you're listening to this podcast on, you take that app out and go to uh, Pod of Time, follow you there. But what else? Are, what else are you guys doing or anything else? Your social medias will be tagged in the post. But anything else? Great. No, I don't really. I don't even really do social media. I usually just say like, if you have my number, text me. Okay. Oh, cool. <laughs> you can't really find me anywhere else. All right. Cool. Well, we're oh, gonna I'm put on Goodreads. Ne- find me on Goodreads. <laughs> We're going to put Nicole's uh, uh, cell phone number in the show notes. So if you, yeah. if you don't have her number, now you do. Shoot her a text. <laughs> say hi. Perfect. <laughs> Spoil book 11 of Wheel of Time. See, see if that <laughs> if she ever comes to those specifics in the series. Just tell her. I did leave you with the cliffhanger that there are two characters in the show who are on the board right now who have sex. Because uh, it felt like there was not a good season one cliffhanger. So I, I gave you that. They are on. They are. They are. They have been introduced. Those two characters, and you have not guessed. And I'm not going to ever tell you. I'm not even going to. I'm going to stop replying because uh, I don't want to give you any hints. I know because at some point in time, I did realize that like if I ask Jackie enough, she will just tell me things. Like the yes. only thing preventing me from being spoiled is my own. Okay, have those characters interacted with each other? Yes, they have. And now we're done. <laughs> oh yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Have fun. <laughs> and I'm on social media. Yeah. <laughs> Reach out to me there with who you think's fucking uh, on Wheel of Time. Please. Please. <laughs> uh, thank you guys so much for doing this. Uh, I'm was supposed to be taking a break from the books and trying to get some other reading done, but this is making me want to start book eight right now. So I uh, did open Audible while we were recording and hit uh, download. <laughs> Got to go do the dishes while I start book eight of Wheel of Time. <laughs> Hell yeah. Thank you so much, Pod of Time heads. Nicole Dressel and Jackie Jennings. This has been High and Mighty. Bye, shitheads. That was a HeadGum Podcast. In a part of the world where there are no rules. Holy shit. <laughs> Holy shit, guys. Holy I'm so fine. I definitely have not watched this since I rented it on VHS in 92. Strangers united by the threat of death. We got all the fucking major players. Seagal. Vladimir Putin is a good man. Arnold. You're calm. Give it to me. I need you to cream pie me now. Stallone. People are loving this movie. It's actually, it's got a lot of heart. You're mentally irregular. <laughs> no. Somewhere, somehow, someone's gonna pay. I would fucking love for my wife to, like, see me rip a guy's throat out. But they didn't count on one thing. This movie's fucking insane. (laughs) It's how you know it's a good movie. You have to do almost all the work yourself to figure it out. Oh, there's a fantasy component. There's some sword fighting. There's some lightning. Bam, 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 bam. You wake up after a few years and then you don't even know who you are anymore. We're going to be making Terminators. <laughs> We're going to make a really great deal with the Xenomorphs. <laughs> I don't hate them, but I've been in a room. Yes, I understand. This is now the 20th ending of the movie. I am dark. I'm your dad. <laughs> Action, boys. Boys will be boys. Subscribe here for bonus content and more free stuff from behind the paywall. To get new episodes, become a patron at actionboys.biz. Do it. Do it. Come on. Do it now.